Hey guys, Kasper Runnick here for a moment. This is an old episode that I recorded with IceWire back in November that got left on the editing floor. Um, I wasn't sure whether or not to release this since it's got some pretty old news in it, but judging from the poll I made on Twitter about it, you guys seem pretty interested in getting it anyways, so here it is. Um, I'm terribly sorry about the long drought of misclick podcast episodes in general. Um, please know that we are trying to get back on track the best we can when life doesn't get in our way, as it has been doing to us so far. Um, hopefully we will have a new episode ready for you soon, but in the meantime, enjoy this blast from the past of how life was back in November 2017. Please enjoy. Welcome to the 8th episode of the Misclick Podcast. Number 8. Number 8. I was gonna say 8 in like a different language, but eh. I don't know what it is about the number 8 sometimes, because I have played at least two video games where they kind of made fun of the number 8. Oh yeah. I don't know, maybe just people just don't like 8, you know? They like to... You know, they like to rag on eight. What did eight ever do to them? I was gonna pull in a seven, eight, nine joke, but I can't remember how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, this also marks the second episode of the Sealand podcast. Hey! Hey! Hooray for us! It's only Icey and me today. Yeah, Cracker couldn't make it today. <laughs> No, he he's going through a lot of stuff with work and all that kind of stuff. Adulting. So you're stuck with us for like an I mean, hour. He, he, is, he is the oldest one of the bunch, so uh, he is the most adult of all of us. That is true. That is true. And you, I swear, you have released a very special video recently. I have indeed. Yeah, we finally get to see what you look like. Yay, congratulations. Spoiler alert, I am not blonde. <laughs> <gasps> My god. <laughs> a lot of people have theorized that I'm a blonde. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of the amount of times I say like, but yeah. <laughs> wow, that's not prejudiced at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty stereotypical, but you know, it's the internet. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It For me, it was super bizarre to watch because, I mean, I've heard your voice for so long and then suddenly seeing a face along with that voice, my brain could not connect it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, this is Icewire's voice and this is someone like miming along it or something like that. It was super bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose it, it would be uh, a little, I guess... It's like a mindfuck in a way. Very yeah. much so, yeah. So, I mean, it looks like it has been received pretty well from everyone. Yeah, I was actually, um, I was quite surprised at how, like, reasonably well it was received, because I was kind of expecting, uh, rude comments. Like, not from the, like, not the mean type, but possibly, like, you know, the lewd stuff. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. But, 
so far, nothing, which is nice. That's good. Definitely good. So what was it like to finally put that stuff online? I mean, I know you have been been thinking about it a lot for a long time and very nervous about it. Um, honestly, uh, the actual pressing published part was the... Um, that was the most nervous thing for me. Mm. Because uh, at the time of my uh, recording the actual video... You know, I was off to a wedding because so, I was um, officiating a bow renewal. So I was more wor- nervous about that at the time. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> then I was the actual uploading the video itself. But, you know, like when that was all over and I came back and, you know, it was time to actually press publish and stuff, I was quite nervous. Mm, right. Yeah, because, um, well, I decided, you know, um, I might as well let people on Patreon see it first because, one, they help me get there in the first place mm. so you know like privileges and shit yeah <laughs> but um it's also like a, just a good little like tenue way to gauge what the reaction would be i guess ah right yeah of course yeah because you know start with a small bunch and then go on to the big bunch in a way yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely but yeah it, it um it was quite nerve-wracking because you know i didn't know how well it was going to be received or if it was going to be received well (laughs) i mean i guess i guess the worst thing would have been if no one said anything oh yeah that (laughs) that's true that's true you know it gets like a whole bunch of views and then it's just like silence in the comments you know yeah yeah exactly a little awkward (laughs) like okay this was a big deal for me but what What's what's going on here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been, uh, yeah, that would have been uh, not so fun for me. No, no. So I'm glad it it did not turn out that way. <laughs> mm. I also tried to go about it in a way that wasn't a big deal. Mm. Yeah, like I didn't want like the ma- I tried to make the main purpose of the video was that. Um, you know, I I got the webcam, so I was mostly you know talking about that instead of, ah, oh, here's my face for the first time, all that you know that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't want to make it a cheesy face reveal reveal video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think I think you 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 succeeded in that. So what kind of content have you planned to to make with this webcam? Um. Well, at the moment, it's just going to be, you know, face cam videos with some gameplay. Mm. But I'm also going to do, I don't know, like, maybe occasional vloggy sort of stuff. You know, just, you know, talking about a few things. I know I have one video that's um, I've already recorded. And it's just talking about uh, how and why I got my tattoo. Ah, oh, right. Mm. And that's that's something I've wanted to make for um quite a while. I actually made the thumbnail for it like three months ago. Oh wow! Like, Whatever the <laughs> hell I got my tattoo. Ah, oh, nice. I mean, I guess it's it's good to to make that thumbnail like right when you got the tattoo, where it's still fresh and all that. Mm, that's true. I mean, I just got it touched up, so it looks like way better now. But nice. <laughs> um. So yeah, stuff like that and eventually down the line when I'm like in a better setup I'd like to do some cosplay videos ooh interesting yeah 
Ever done cosplaying get... before? No, I haven't. Ah, cool. So, like, eventually, like, when that happens, I'll probably be in my own place. So, I can, like, walk around the house as fucking mercy and no one will judge me or think I'm weird. <laughs> Living out of fantasy. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think I'd get a few funny looks if I was, like, dressed as, I don't know, like, Widowmaker or something, you know? You know? <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the hardest of the, the Overwatch characters would be to cosplay. I think, uh, for me, it would be... Whew, I Honestly, I think it would probably... It would be Widowmaker, honestly. Yeah... Because, yeah, like, but... she's purple. <laughs> well, that's that's one thing, definitely. <laughs> that and there's, like, you know, her, her outfit ain't discreet. <laughs> no, I mean, her outfit is more her body type than anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, like, I think to sort of, like, bypass that sort of shit, I'm probably just going to do, like, the face sort of stuff, you know, focus on that side mm. of the cosplay in the videos rather than... Yeah, yeah. The whole shebang. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because, like, one, it's way, way, way cheaper. Mm. But, you know, it's also less boobage. <laughs> that, too. That, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure my boyfriend would have something to say if I started walking around, you know, dressed as what I make her on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Better, better keep your relationship intact. You know, <laughs> <laughs> even though Widowmaker does have a bunch of cool outfits, that is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the um, the the Comtesse. Those oh, two yeah, where she yeah. looks like super, uh, almost Castlevania-ish. That's the only thing I can connect mm. it to at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, it <laughs> looks super cool. I think if um if if I had to pick a favorite, it'd probably be, it would probably be her uh, Talon skin. Yeah, I want that so badly. Oh, you didn't get it? No, oh, I didn't play during the uprising. So oh, man, that sucks. I'm 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 really looking forward till the uprising comes back, so I get another chance, or I get my first chance of getting it, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, that's um I plan on doing cosplay videos. And also just I think other videos I'll do will probably just be um talking about, I don't know, experiences I've had in life, you know, some more serious things compared yeah. to my gameplay stuff that I usually do. Hmm, cool. So now that you have the webcam, I know that mm-hmm. that this has been something on your Patreon page where you said that the first goal will be the webcam. Mm-hmm. So what now that you now now that you've gotten it, what's the next goal? Um honestly the next goal is uh to be able to like get enough money to get a new CPU. So like my ah. focus now is just um upgrading what I have because because hmm. I'm now on a new gaming PC but even though it is, you know, good, it could be a lot better. So right. eventually down the line, I do want to get like an i5. Because mm. I can't quite remember what I have at the moment. But I think it's a Pentium or something. I can't quite remember. 
But, yeah, I, I just want to upgrade my stuff and, hmm. you know, the faster my PC is, the better it can handle all my stuff for videos and, like, rendering and playing stuff. Yep. All that fun jazz. Awesome. So, I guess I'm now the only one in this podcast who is yet to reveal my face. <laughs> hey, you're leaving us to, you're leaving us um, suspenseful, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Air of mystery. <laughs> anyway, to continue the show, we bring you discussions and news about video games, content creation, and everything in between, but mostly that. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, if I were to give a summary of the past seven episodes, it would be mostly that. Mm, yeah, I'd say that's accurate. As yeah. well as, like, a, a few ramblings about Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I not on purpose, fun, but it's, I just play yeah. it so much. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Overwatch is fun. Yeah, Overwatch is great. Um, speaking of Overwatch, what have we been playing recently? <laughs> okay, well, I think I know your answer. Um, but for me, I have I've been playing a lot of things lately. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, which is uh, different because usually I only like name one thing and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been playing. Well, I I played the second episode of Life is Strange Before the Storm. Ah, is it still good? Yeah, it's actually um. I really like it. They've introduced a couple new gameplay mechanics, like not nothing like crazy or anything, but just like little teeny bits that are like helpful. Mm. So there's now a button to like check what your objective is and like uh, how it works is that you know Chloe like lifts her hand up and she has what she has to do written down on her hand. Oh, interesting. Which I find that handy because I get quite scatterbrained when I'm playing video games. So like, I'll have a look around at stuff and, you know, talk to people and then I'll be like, wait, what, what was I meant to do? <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah. handy. Cool. And so I've been playing that and the story, it's, it, I didn't expect it to have plot twists, but it has plot twists. Oh, cool. That's only good. And the plot twists kind of left me just like staring at my screen like an idiot, like just full on mouth open, like a dumbass fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's that, and I, I'm, I'm horrible at seeing plot twists like ahead of time. I'm absolutely yeah, horrible. Same here. Same here. Like, unless I kind of know what the game is about, I, you know, I'm completely oblivious to any. Uh, plot twists that come up mm, yeah yeah or for foreseeing who's going to die or something like that it's yeah, always comes yeah, as a surprise true. for me i mean sometimes i'll call it but most of the time i'm in the dark yeah because i'm not very good at predicting things in the first place but no, um no yeah we won't talk about that um so yeah i've been playing before the storm a lot and since I now have, like, a proper gaming setup on my uh, PC, or at least, you know, a, yeah. reasonable, a reasonable one that's a lot better than my uh, laptop was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I, an upgrade through um, and through. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a, a much better. 
but I have been playing a lot of Dream Daddy again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I got back into that because I do want to bring those videos back on my channel and I forgot how much I like the game. Honestly, it's so good. <laughs> nice. That's good. I, I don't know what format to go about the videos now. I've, I mean, I was going to do like just little funny snippets to bring it back, but then there's dialogue and feelings and... All uh, kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Hmm. So it's like, I, you know what, sod it. It's just going to be how it was, but with my face now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So So they can see how you feel. Exactly. Because, <laughs> like, oh man, you know, for a dating simulator, there's a lot of, like, feelsy shit. Huh. Yeah, you're like, you wouldn't expect it because, you know, dating simulator, you'd think it's just solely focused on, like, the dating and getting them heart dabs. Mm. But, um, you know, there's, there's feelings. Especially with, like, you know, because not only do you have to, you know, date dads, but you have to raise your daughter. And mm. like be a good parent, and there's a lot of feelsy shit in that. <laughs> I mean, I watched the, I haven't watched anything from Dream Daddy actually, so I don't know what it's like. I just all I remember is when it came out, the internet went crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, it's died down now, which I think uh, it helps you get into it more because there's less hype around it, and you know sometimes mm. hype can get you know overwhelming. Yeah, true. So, like, now that the hype's died down, I can, like, really focus on it a bit more and mm. enjoy it. Because I, I know when I first put it out, I was, like, really focused, like, oh, my God, this is really popular right now. I'm going to record all the things. But <laughs> yeah, now yeah. that it's, like, you know, died down, it's, there's less of a rush. So it's, like, I can actually sit back and take my time with this. Well, that's you know? good. Yeah. Mm. You don't... Don't feel the need to to rush rush it this time to make content out of it. No, not at all. I'm just honestly enjoying the game now. That's good. Not that I wasn't before, but you know, <laughs> I can <laughs> I can relax a lot more than uh, when I first started because you know everyone was rushing to get shit out. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. Sweet. All right. Um. Well. For the sake of Cracker, I didn't write Overwatch on my list. Oh, wow. But but he's not here, so I guess I can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, like, who are you? What have you done with the real Cosmo? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm just playing the shit out of Junkenstein's Revenge as long as I can. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Mostly because... Now I'm trying to get the achievements associated with it, not because yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. not not because I'm much of an achievement hunter, but it's just there are some cool sprays connected to them, and I kind of want those. I've only um, been able to finish Junkenstein on normal mode and once on the endless mode. Oh, anything yeah. higher than that, I just get my butt wrecked. I. I play on normal and hard on both modes. Um and I'm 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 trying to get the achievement of beating uh hard without anyone touching the door in both modes and that's extremely oh. difficult. 
Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Um, but I actually managed to do it with a team on the normal mode. Not normal mode, but regular Junkenstein on hard. Oh, jeez. And that, that took several tries, but we did it. Like, holy hell. It's, <laughs> it was actually possible. <laughs> mm. um, so. I, th- I know of my experience of Junkenstein. Uh, it's made me practice characters I wouldn't typically exactly. play. Because yeah. I... I mean, I was sort of... Like, I sort of knew how to work McCree before, but now I'm... A lot more uh, experienced in Same. using him. Same. And Hanzo. I I had to play Hanzo in a few games because Dude. everyone else auto picked, and uh, yeah, I was shit at it. <laughs> <laughs> but but because I had to play it for I had to play Hanzo for a couple of games, so mm. like the long because you know auto picking, right? And like. No one else. It was either him or Anna, and I can't really get a good grip on Anna. So Anna's not too Hansa. fun in that mode. Yeah, yeah, nah. Uh, so yeah, I got a bit more practice at Hanzo, and I'm actually kind of okay at Hanzo. I mean, mind you, the robots are moving slow as hell, so it's easier to headshot them. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> It it feels very satisfying when you do, regardless, right? <laughs> yeah, like I managed to get like three in a row, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm an expert." Oh yeah, <laughs> I am the Wait. master archer. I am a legit Hanzo main. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it never comes to that. I am still through and through a diva main as well as a mercy main. Oh, diva main now. Interesting. Yeah, I alternate between Mercy, Diva, and Sombra, so... Mm. But I've been branching out a lot more recently. Yeah, cool. I mean, I I kind of branched out to Anna before Junkenstein. So, so when I saw Anna was one of the four that you had to choose, I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is a bit too much Anna for me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Um, but... I think I think honestly, endless is a lot more fun because you can choose more characters. That's yeah, yeah. I um, I actually found myself picking Genji a lot. Genji, really? Yep, yep. I uh, even though I have been maining like the three characters that I play, I've been branching out a lot more of other characters that I wouldn't typically play. So Genji is one of them. Hmm. Hmm. I am not the best, but, you know, (laughs) practice, practice, even though the team probably hates my butt, but, you know. (laughs) I I rarely see Genji at all in that game mode, actually. Yeah, I mean, he's not, I mean, apart from using his ult, uh, he's not exactly um, that much use. But, you know, it's a good way to practice, in my yeah. point of view. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I've i gotten a lot better as Senyata because of that. Oh, man. I, I got the... Kef- I got I keep, I keep calling it the Cthulhu skin. But that's that's, that's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I got that. And I tried to play Senyata, but nah, I just suck at Senyata, man. <laughs> So, 
my goal with this Halloween event is to get as many of the sprays as I can, then buy the Mercy skin and just equip her with all the Halloween sprays and just play like the witch. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm still trying to get that Mercy skin. I'm trying yeah, so hard. And and there's only, only like a few days left. It's it's horrible. Yeah. I I. I have 3,000 currencies, so I can either buy one of the new legendaries or Mercy and two of the older ones. So I'm like, ah, don't give me this choice. <laughs> I, I was terrible, and I spent all of my uh, credits on um, the Symmetra skin because I really wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I legit had just enough, and then I had, like, 95 credits left over after that so oh I'm no trying to build yeah yeah you see my problem now yeah absolutely oh god <laughs> so i have a few days to somehow magically pull the new mercy skin out of my ass along with the new may one because i want the new may one it's really cool i want the saga one too oh i got that oh you lucky but bastard I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I got I got McCree, Symmetra, obviously, because I spent all my credits on her. Yeah. Uh, Zarya, Zenyatta, and a couple of ones from the older event. Oh, and wow. Reapers. I got Reaper too, yeah. Mm, Reapers is cool. That's cool. I got McCree, Reaper, and the old Reinhardt. That's all I've gotten. Oh, I think I got Pharah as well. Yeah, I got, I got oh, the cool. Pharah one. Which is nice, because I need a new Pharaoh skin. I was getting sick of the one I had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the thing about the Symmetra skin is that while it's, it's probably her best skin yet, it's it's one of the characters I rarely ever play. So it's like, I'm not going to get much enjoyment out of it, so maybe I'll buy someone else. Mm, yeah, I get yeah. I mean, I... I play Symmetra from time to time, but, like, I don't main her or anything. Mm. But, yeah, I just, I saw it, because, like, I like dragons. Yep. I like them a lot. Like, a yep. lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, I gotta get this. Of course. You gotta get that shit. It was the and sensible thing it, to do. And plus, it gave me feelings. <laughs> so, Yeah. That has been the end of the Overwatch podcast. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening. <laughs> you know, one day we should just uh, do like an April Fool's thing and, de and dedicate the entire podcast to Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, and then we need Cracker on the show because he'll just sit there and say nothing for the entire show. Because <laughs> <laughs> like internally he'd be like, oh, no. What am I doing here? What is life? <laughs> yeah. Why are we still here? <laughs> so, yes, Overwatch has been a thing for me. But other than that, I have been playing the Mass Effect 3 DLC called The Citadel. Ooh, how's that? I've actually played all of the DLCs for Mass Effect 3 now for the first time. And it's like at least four years since most of them were released. 
Mm. And I've had them for quite a while. I just did not bother to touch that game ever again. Especially the story mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, so if... Briefly going over the, the other two. Leviathan, the first one they released. Pretty bad, I think. Yeah, um, I haven't heard many great things about it. No, no. I mean, thinking back... There were a couple of times in the beginning of that DLC where I laughed, like, because it was so bad. Like, this is not oh, happening. You no, know that's fuck? not a good sign. Yeah. You know that's not a good sign when you're laughing because it's bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, then came Omega, which was which was better, definitely. Um, a lot more interesting. You got to see some old characters. You visited Omega again. But... I think there was too much combat in it, mm. in a way. I mean, it, it it was very fight, fight, fight all the time, and not that much dialogue, and I would have preferred it to be more balanced. Um, also, my major issue with it was that after you have beaten it, you don't get to walk around on Omega. Oh, that's You nice. just, yeah, yeah, you just instantly walk back to the ship. And it's like, hey... Omega was just a massive part of um, Mass Effect 2. And at that point, I think a lot of players would like to like explore it again and see what's changed and that kind of stuff. That's understandable. So, so it was a bit... Yeah, we did, didn't get to do that. I, that was a bit of a missed opportunity, I feel. Mm, yeah, I understand that. But the Citadel is by far the best of the three. It's it's also the weirdest of the three. <laughs> Isn't that the the one where they just party? Yeah, yeah. At the at the end of it, you you can arrange a big party. Um, I am yet to do that. I have been the main purpose of the DLC, or not purpose. I think the purpose of it is the party, but like <laughs> um, the main mission leading up to it, I have I've been that. Um, mm. It's very bizarre because it's it's such a comedy mission the whole thing is extremely funny that it's like a huge contrast to the rest of the entire game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've um i have finished the mass effect trilogy mm. but i haven't like played any dlc for it oh but i i assume if i did yeah i still need to get around to playing the dlc but I assume if I did, uh, I'd probably go with Citadel and probably just like low-key like make like headcanon that is my ending <laughs> for Mass yes. Effect 3. Just like exactly. headcanon that shit. It's not actually canon, but let's just pretend. Yeah. Because this yeah. is the ending we needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Ugh. Because I'm, I'm now in, in a situation where I have played all the DLC now, Except the extended cut, I have not played that. There's an ex. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, they added more stuff to the ending. So I'm like, after I'm done with the Citadel and all the the cool stuff that happens there, I get to return to the bloody fucking ending of that <laughs> game. Yeah, so, nah, so, it's not that. <sighs> I mean, Mass Effect's a great, you know series but yeah nah that ending 
Yeah. Oh boy. It, it's not. It's not fun. Nope. Nope. So yeah, that's why I personally have had Canon uh, the Citadel as my ending. <laughs> I think most between... people have. Yeah. 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 From what I've seen on like the internet and like Reddit or Tumblr, literally everyone had Canon's as their ending because <laughs> it's just it's so much better. It's the ending we needed. Yes. Yes, you actually spent the ending with your crewmates. Who would have thought? And everyone was happy and alive. Yay. My god. And Grunt is drunk, right? Does, doesn't he get drunk? Someone Well, well yeah. Were. Yeah, I mean, but, before, you know. I haven't held the party yet, but you can still like catch up with each of them individually before throwing the party. So that's what I'm doing, and and I I helped Grunt out because yeah he he got drunk in the Citadel and hung out with a lot of other Krogans. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, and there's a lot of references to memes about the game and the oh, franchise really? and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I want to play this DLC now. You should. You should absolutely. If if I were to to give a quick like recommendation of the DLCs in the entire franchise, I would say you can skip the one in the first game. Not super interesting. Uh, Mass Effect Two, you should get all of them. I would say. Um, Kasumi is such a cool cool character to have in your crew, and her her mission is one of my favorites in the game. Oh, um, yeah. Lay of the Shadow Broker is my favorite Mass Effect DLC so far. Mm, I've, I've heard of that one, but I think the only ones I've uh, heard reasonably good things about would probably be uh, the Shadow Broker one and the Citadel one. Yeah. Yeah, I those those are my favorites. Um, absolutely. The Arrival, which is the final DLC for Mass Effect 2, I think you should get it just because it's a great tie-in or le- it leads up to Mass Effect 3. Oh, okay. Uh, so you should, should, you should get it for the purpose of the story. Um, and then Mass Effect 3, you can skip the Leviathan completely. You you can skip Omega 2, I would say, but, this, but the Citadel is a must-have. Absolutely. Hmm. I have to look into those eventually when I can afford DLC. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about DLC. Gotta um, have them months. <laughs> um, other than that, I picked up the first Witcher game again. Ooh. Um, How's that? I, I played that over the summer for the first time, but but then life happened, I would assume. So I kind of mm. left it. Or I got interested in Overwatch too much, which is also entirely possible, I might add. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can I continue where I left off in the first Witcher game, and I in, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I have recognized that it's an old game, that the graphics are a bit not not the best, the gameplay is a bit weird, and the voice acting is not very good. But <laughs> I'm like, hey, what are you gonna do? It's a nice experience, and I kind of mm. wanna get through it before I play Witcher two. Hmm. Um, I will say that Witcher 2, I haven't played uh, the first Witcher game, mm. 
yeah, I kind of I started with two because I was. I like, think oh, most people did. Yeah, a lot of people started with Witcher two, and then they kind of went Witcher three, and then they went Witcher one. It's, it's a random sequence to play the games in, but yeah. you know, it, just the first game isn't really required to understand what's happening in um the uh, second game. Mm, I mean, right. if you want to know who like some characters are, then yeah, it's you know, mm. it's probably a good idea to play the first Witcher, but. Other than that, um, like you can pretty much get the gist of what the Witcher is if you've only like ever played the um second game. Yeah. But you, like you'll click on as as you go. Mm. But yeah, the Witcher Two is really good. I just, I mean, I looked at the Witcher Three a lot, and I really want to play that. But I'm like, you know, I have both Witcher One and Two. Why not just yeah. start from the first and work my way to the top? Mm, I would definitely recommend playing uh, The Witcher 2 before Witcher 3. Cause, okay. Uh, well, one, obviously you get to know the characters a lot more mm. and the story, but also because it's just a really good game, you know? Like, yeah, the cool. The story's good, the dialogue is... Uh, I'm going to assume it's an improvement from the last one because it's... Both it's serious in places and quite funny in others. Hmm. Mm, but well, it's not. Yeah, it's the same as the first. Funny, but it's it works. Hmm. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I know. With no spoilers at all, uh, there is a moment where one of the characters jokes about lesbomancy, and. <laughs> It, oh. it it's well timed. It's well timed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's a really really good game. There's also the whole thing of you can actually import your save games, going oh, from yeah. game to game. So, and that's the thing I've only really seen in uh, Bioware games. So I want to do that for the full experience. Mm. And. With The Witcher 3, I know that you can, um, you, they have a moment in the game where it's like, you, even if you haven't played The Witcher 2 or any of that before, that you can sit down and be like, okay, so this happened and this happened, which one's true? So you get to pick sort of what happened in the previous game. Ah, I see. Yeah, so that's how they've done that. Hmm, cool. Hmm. Which is pretty good if you want to, like, chop and change, you know, from what you did in the uh, second game. Yeah. Yeah, Cause absolutely. Because if you did something um, that was... If you uh, did something different from your first time playing The Witcher 2, mm. and you changed that in The Witcher 3, it changes a lot. So, like, ah, cool. cutscenes will... There'll be cutscenes that you wouldn't get if you didn't make specific choices. Oh, cool. And, like, entire quests and shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I like stuff like that. Mm. Just basically, I recommend The Witcher. Glowing recommendation. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So, yes, I guess it's time to move on to today's topic. Um, which will be news from the games industry. And Spoiler alert, it 
wasn't about Overwatch. The topic wasn't Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, many would have thought, but no. This is going to be a big one because, knock knock, it's Activision, and apparently they missed the old days where they were considered the worst games publisher. <laughs> apparently it's, it's 2007 again, and they want Activision back as a king of scummy practices. Mm. Oh boy, okay. The main headline is basically this. Activision has been granted a patent that they filed back in 2015 on a rigged matchmaking system that will manipulate players into paying for microtransactions. Uh, it's just really, really scummy. Yeah. I don't know, it's just... It's a really fucked up practice to implement in your games. Yes. Um, like, it's, it's very unfair on the players. All of this was revealed in an excellent article found on Glixel, uh, which has since spread to several other gaming news websites. Um, the patent itself is called System and Method for Driving Microtransactions in Multiplayer Video Games. And I'm just going to say here already that driving microtransactions is a bit of an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Not the not the word I would use anyway. Um, the system itself works as follows. The matchmaking engine will identify that an item may be relevant for a player based on their gaming behavior. For easy reference, let's call this person player one. Mm -hmm. um, the engine will then match a player one with someone who has the item in question and make them play against each other. We'll call that person player two. So, this is done to make player one think, oh man, I lost to that weapon. I should buy that weapon. If player one then purchases the weapon, the matchmaking engine will set player one in a match where the new weapon is highly effective, giving player one the feeling that this was a good purchase and make them more susceptible to pay for more microtransactions. You may think that this is just my analysis of the system. So in case you're in doubt, it's actually how it's described in the patent. And I have some quotes. It says, and I quote, For instance, the microtransaction engine may match a more expert slash marquee player with a junior player to encourage the junior player to make game-related purchases of items possessed slash used by the marquee player. A junior player may wish to emulate the marquee player by obtaining weapons or other items used by the marquee player. In a particular example, the junior player may wish to become an expert sniper in a game, as determined by the player profile, for instance. The microtransaction engine may match the junior player with a player that is a highly skilled sniper in the game. In this manner, the junior player may be encouraged to make game-related purchases, such as a rifle or other items used by the marquee player. Doing so may enhance a level of enjoyment by the player for the game-related purchase, which may encourage future purchases. For example, if the player purchased a particular weapon, the microtransaction engine may match the player in a gameplay session in which the particular weapon is highly effective, giving the player an impression that the particular weapon was a good purchase. 
This may encourage the player to make future purchases to achieve similar gameplay results. Hmm. Oh god. Glixel reached out to a spokesperson from Activision who said the following. This was an exploratory patent filled in 2015 by an R&D team working independently from our game studios. It has not been implemented in-game. Uh, but I can imagine him doing it, though. I can imagine. Yes. Yeah, because it's worth noting that last year, Activision Blizzard said that it earned $3.6 billion from in-game sales. Which is an increase of $2 billion compared to the previous year. Oh no, they're totally going to put that shit in the game. I bet you. Oh my god. Like, I would not be surprised if they put it, if they're going to put it in the game. Not at all surprised. I mean, clearly. Because Activision. And (laughs) two, from, you know, their past and with how much money that um, they said that they made. Mm. And yeah, of course they're going to implement that. In whatever way they can. Of course, there's also there's also the whole thing of why would they patent this system if they were not going to use it? Mm. Yeah, that's true. So it's like they they thought of this, and they're just going to oh yeah, we have this now. I mean, <laughs> it just seems weird to me. Like okay, you you have it, that means you're allowed to use it. Um. There's also the the other side of the spectrum saying then then other people can't use it, but I don't think Activision would come up with this idea just to be like, okay, this is a bad idea that no one else should use. They're not that good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and this whole thing also kind of ruins the purpose of matchmaking in general, because mm, it makes it, it makes it rigged. It is rigged, really. Because I mean, the whole purpose of matchmaking is to to have a system that sees, okay, this player performs so and so in this game, we should set them up with someone of equal skill level. But mm-hmm. not according to this. It will actually yeah. set players up against players who are much better than them. <laughs> no, that's, that's just fucked up, eh? Oh my god, like, it doesn't I, make... I, I don't play that many online games. I Me neither. The only online game that I players overwatch but mm. um if they i'm just gonna use the overwatch as an example if they implemented that sort of thing in overwatch it would mm. make me not want to play the game because you know it would feel totally rigged the the issue here is that players wouldn't be able to see it that it got implemented it's an mm. engine working in the game it's not it's not a special matchmaking thing that you enter on your own. It's just yeah, how the matchmaking that. would work in the game. <laughs> mm. Which makes it even worse. But I mean, this is this is a system that only really works in games where you can buy weapons already. It is a, in a way, it, it will only work in games that's already pay to win. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's true. Um the ones with the better weapons you need to buy those in order to be good in the game I mean it wouldn't work in Overwatch because all the all the loot things are cosmetic mm. so probably um, I don't know what was the, the one that came out was it Shadow of War uh, well yeah yeah they have a um, what's it called they have a multiplayer component to it 
Um, primarily, that's a single-player game. I don't know how it works in Counter-Strike. Yeah, I'd say it would be more like um, online shooter games, like, I don't know, PUBG or something. Mm. Yeah. I, I wish I could name a game from the top of my head that it has, like, yeah. you can buy games to be better. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of one either, so you're not alone on that. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is a system that is so rigged and is made purely to make even more money out of gamers. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's basically all it is, you know. It's just a money-grabbing scheme. Absolutely. Also, just the way it's described in the patent itself. I mean, it's... It's described as a user journey at its core, but there's a lot of the user may do this, the user may not. Um, in the patent itself, there is like a, a sort of diagram that shows the user journey from start to finish, but it kind of mm. divides into two at one point, and that's at the point where it says, or where it asks if... The, the first player purchased the item. If they did, it it, it says uh, place first player in gameplay session for which the item is effective. But if they say no, it says update player profile to indicate non-purchase. Oh. And and then it stops. So I'm very curious to see what would happen in that case. So the system can now see, okay, this player did not buy the item that we thought they would buy. What happens next? Yeah. Does does the whole thing start over? <laughs> Who knows, eh? But what I am gonna ask is, like, for you personally, because I know, um, since even though I don't know that much about Activision, you know, mm. personally, um, so you know, you obviously know a lot more about Activision and you know how shitty they are and stuff, because you're mm-hmm. clearly, you know, fairly, uh. It's rustled your jimmies, this particular topic. But um, I just want to ask, so uh, oh, so this is just like a beta thing for them right now, yeah? Well, it uh, it's, a, it's a patent that they can use if they want to. Mm. So, hypothetically, mm-hmm. how do you think you would feel as a player if they, you know officially started using this um, system in their games. Like, you know, officially, like permanently. And not just, you know, testing it out. It would kind of ruin the industry. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, I mean, already as it is, and this is a topic for a whole other day, loot boxes is getting very intrusive in a lot of games. Mm. Um, Basically... Big companies have gotten the gist of that players are okay with having gambling components in their games. And, I mean, looking at the numbers, at how much they earned on microtransactions alone, they will be very interested in continuing this thing. Yeah. Um, Gaming is slowly becoming a thing... It becoming a money machine instead of an art form. Mm. It feels like that, especially with this this system, that the AAA games are trying 
to only make more money instead of making games that players actually want to play. Yeah. I um, mean, I can... I know there are a few games that don't actually have microtransactions, which is great, because I know... Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Horizon Zero Dawn doesn't have any microtransactions at all. That's good. Mm. But but is it a game that could benefit from it in any way? Um, Honestly, no. The story is, you know, strong enough on its own, so... Mm. Mm. And plus there's a DLC coming out, like... Um, I'm just I'm just thinking, is is there any loot in that game at all? Um, yeah, there is loot. There are, like, you know, um, there's, like, regular weapons, and then you've got, like, epic stuff and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So there is, like, high higher-ranked weapons than others. So they could have put microtransactions in and, you know, done right. like a, a loot system or whatever, however mm. you want to call it. But yeah. it's chosen not to, which is nice. Yes. But but again, this, this is a system that works in multiplayer games. I mean, well, most of those games anyway who has the pay-to-win model where you can buy weapons and stuff, of course there's a way that you can earn them the normal way. Mm. Uh, but it will just take a whole lot of time. Yeah, yeah. So, if you're looking for a specific weapon and you see someone else having it, you're like, oh, God damn it! I'll, I'll just buy it instead. Mm, it is yeah. it is a plausible way of thinking. And I guess it is the, um, the argument that, um, you know, people that... You know, they want to play the game, but, you know, they have busy lives or whatever. So it's mm. like, oh, you know, I might as well just freaking speed up the process. Yes. There is that argument, and I guess that is an angle that they use to sort of, you know, market this sort of thing. But the majority of players, you know, they want to do the grind, you know, the natural way. And, mm. yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think the, the system is really shitty overall. It 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 only benefits one player in this whole thing, and that's Activision. <laughs> mm. And that that's the thing I find hilarious. That's when the system has tricked them into buying the thing, then they get placed in a match where the thing they they bought is superior in the match, so they will feel great about it. What the hell? Yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Oh, I mean. I just- and I know that, you know, since this has come out, you know, people are like, what the fuck, Activision? But mm-hmm. they don't care because, you know, it's money. It's like easy money for them. And I think they they got they got out of it a bit too quickly by saying, oh, yeah, we, we, had, we had nothing to do with this pattern. We haven't used it for anything. Lol. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Also looking at the the recent backlash that Destiny 2 got regarding the um, the shaders, which is one oh, use yeah. now. That's, and they can yeah. eat. They are already earning money on that shitty business model. And here is yet another. Mm. Just why are you gonna do this, video game companies? <laughs> it's why um. Because don't get me wrong, I I do like my AAA games. Because I do play a lot of them. I mean, 
Um, obviously, I've played Horizon Zero Dawn. I've played The Last of Us and a few others here and there. But yep. this is kind of a reason why I have been edging a little bit more towards um, more indie developers. Yes, same. Because, um, you know, they work their butts off on games that, you know, they you know, really want to make good for the players and, you know, for themselves. Because mm. if I look at, even though it's not a multiplayer game, um, mm. Hellblade, that was done really fucking well. Like, yeah. ridiculously well. Was and that only an had... indie game? Yes, it was an indie, de- um, it was made by Ninja Fury, which is an indie studio, so that counts as an indie game, but it just has really fucking good quality even though it was only worked on by I don't know 12 20 people huh mm. so yeah even with you know the limited uh resources that they had you know the game turned out great and you know it just sort of shows that um you know even though there is you know a whole bunch of game practices like you know EA and Activision being dodgy motherfuckers of their mm. you know microtransactions and loot boxing and you know um, matchmaking and all that stuff there is some good in the rough which kind of like I try to be an optimist so you know <laughs> that makes me you know less cynical about the future of the gaming industry you know yeah i mean there, there's a strong fundament under this whole gaming industry, and that's the indie scene, which mm. is an incredible scene, I might add. We have had some fantastic games coming out there that are far more creative than any AAA game will ever be. So, yeah, I agree. The, the indie scene is really, really great. I mean, they work their asses off on what, you know, they create and, you know, they put a lot of time and care into it. And mm. for the most part, with uh, a lot of indie developers and their games and stuff from what I can tell, because, mm. I mean, typically I haven't played many indie games in the past. It's on, it's only been very recently that I've gotten into them. Yeah. But, um, you know, the microtransactions and stuff, that's far from their mind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, some some might throw in the occasional DLC to add more to the single player or whatever it is. Mm, which is fine. Which is totally fine. Because, mm. you know, if it's, if it's story DLC, you know, it is. I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm. But, you know, when it's stuff for, like, weapons and, I don't know, like, armor or something mm. then that's where it gets a little uh, a little it, bit dodgy it, it's when the the dlc itself is game altering mm, in its true. in its gameplay when you can be superior because you have paid extra for it yeah that's true and that's especially a problem in multiplayer mm, i wish i could think of a, uh, a multiplayer game off the top of my head that does that sort of thing, but I just yeah, can't same. one. Uh, I think... It's because I don't play those <laughs> games, because they're bad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That sort of shit puts you off playing multiplayer. But what I will say that I'm just remembering is that uh, The Last of Us, they have a, a mode called Grounded, and mm-hmm. that's 
online multiplayer, and oh. I I know that you can buy weapons. Oh shit. Yeah, I know that there is um, they can buy like I don't know rifles and shotguns, mm. but there's not like there's not like shit tons to choose from. It's just like teeny little bits here and there, but there are those sorts of microtransactions in uh, The Last of Us's multiplayer. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you I... wouldn't think that considering it's The Last of Us, but... No, exactly. That. I'm, I'm kind of shocked to hear that. I, I wouldn't think Naughty Dog would do that. Mm, I mean, I mean, uh, Uncharted 4 has multiplayer. So does 3, I think. Mm. But yeah, you... I'm hoping. I mean, they probably are. They probably are gonna, you know, put in the multiplayer stuff again in part two of The Last of Us. But part yeah. of me hopes that they won't, because you know, I no one cares. See, this is the thing about The Last of Us is multiplayer. No one gives a mm. fuck. Literally, no one. No one even plays it to this day. Like, like if you told me, oh, you want to play The Last of Us multiplayer, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> nah. It's Thank like, you, but nah. <laughs> it's just it's it's boring because no one cares. No one wants to play The Last of Us for its multiplayer. Exactly, you know? exactly. They want to play it for the freaking story because that's what mm. made everyone interested in the game in the first place. Mm. And I I remember I, I I made a similar argument in a couple of episodes ago when we had our Bioware rant. Oh yeah. Talking about yeah. multiplayer in in Anthem and in Andromeda. Andromeda mm. got only multiplayer DLC. It's so sad. But uh, but I I'm still salty about that. I paid a lot of money for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, and now I it's paid a hundred and ten bucks. Sheesh. Yep. Oh, God. Pre ordered. But 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 then I was I was like EA is obviously pushing multiplayer into every game that they're making. Oh, shut you, shut you, man. And no one buys Mass Effect for its multiplayer. I mean, I I played Mass Effect 3's multiplayer a lot, but I didn't buy it for that. I bought it for its shitty ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I can make the the same statement about why I got Andromeda, you know. Mm. No one wanted a multiplayer for it, you know. We, we just wanted the story. I know for me, I was like really hyped for the story, not the exactly. multiplayer aspect of it. Exactly. And I think with a lot of single-player games that implement multiplayer um, modes and stuff, with mm. these sorts of microtransactions, I'd say I understand why they're doing it. You know, they're trying to get money, but no, like it's gonna, it'll die out very quickly because if you're implementing a multiplayer mode into a single player game mm. with all these microtransactions, people are only gonna have a, people are only going to care for so long because yeah. that's not their main focus. You know, that's not where their attention is. Their attention is primarily on what the game is originally sold for, which was the story. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, before I go on a tangent, I'll just stop myself there. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to think, is there any recent game 
where the multiplayer component proved to be better than the single player? Oof. Um, man, I genuinely couldn't tell you of a title, you know, off the top of my head. No, that's the thing. Mostly because when I I barely play multiplayer. I mean, Overwatch is all I play. And yeah. <laughs> I do that in a very antisocial way. With, like, uh, voice chat completely off. Yeah, yeah, same, for the most part, unless I play with friends. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't think of a title off the top of my head that, you know, has a better multiplayer than a single player. No. no. Which is kind of sad. I mean, in, in this particular um, instance where, you know, you're trying to prove a point for multiplayer, that multiplayer isn't that bad, but, mm. you know, it's... Nah. Nah. And... I, I was I was very tempted to go with Mass Effect 3 is one, but that's just because the ending taints the entire story. But everything <laughs> everything leading up to the ending is pretty damn good. So that doesn't even count. I agree. Because uh, even though we do... Okay, we have gone on tangents about Mass Effect and Overwatch and all that. You know, we we tend to podcast. do that quite often, but that's, that's, that's the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it makes us special. Um... But yeah, I will say, you know, despite its ending, uh, everything leading up to that god-awful ending was great. Yes, absolutely. They just kind of, you know, McFuckled themselves in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yep, that's one way of describing it. So yeah, in other news, it seems like... um, Jumping topic a bit, but it's about content creation this time. Yay! YouTube has said that a lot of videos will get monetization again after they launched their new system in August, uh, which was implemented to give more transparency to the creators so they could Mm. see which videos would and wouldn't get monetization. Yeah. Um, So, you probably have much more of a say in this than I do. Oh, yeah. So you've had your turn to rant, now it's my turn. (laughs) <laughs> See, it all works out. You get to rant about Activision, I get to rant about YouTube, you know? Yay. It all works out. Perfect. So, okay, with my experience with you know, demonetization, I've been hit hard. Like, I didn't think I would get hit as hard as everyone else, considering, mm. you know, I've only, like, I've uploaded, like, 300 videos over that. Uh, That's over still a the... lot. Well done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but, but yeah, I have been hit hard along with, uh, my videos, like, because I've been doing a lot of Sims 4 content lately, so anything mm. that isn't Sims 4, I've noticed has been demonetized. And I get... What? Really? Yep. Actually, you not. Well, th- okay, that's not true. I did put out, like, a gameplay thing of the Sims 4, they got demonetized. Huh. And, um... But yeah, anything that isn't that has been demonetized. I put out a challenge date saying, you know, thanks for 800 subs and all that stuff. And that got demonetized. What? Yep. All I did was talk about thanks for 800 and that I was going to a wedding so videos would be slow. That uh, got demonetized. Oh, that, that's your problem. Weddings, that's not advertiser friendly. I'm sorry. Oh, god damn it. 
fucked. <laughs> I was going to talk about baby showers next. Damn it. Oh, my. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> going to cross it off the list then. That's not going to happen. Okay, okay. I'll just get my paper and cross it off. But... um. The sucky thing about the semantization is that, you know, it's it's very unfair, especially to... Because s- the bigger content creators, they can appeal it a lot easier than the smaller ones because, you know, they get thousands of views. Mm. Whereas, like, small content creators, we only get... I know in my case, I only get 20 to 50 views. If I'm right. lucky. If I'm mm. lucky. So on the other occasion, you know, a video of mine will do really well and it will go into, like, triple digits. But, um, so yeah, that makes it harder, like, the actual appealing process. But, see, the thing is with the demonetization is that I'm I'm hoping that these new changes are going to fix the fact that I never get notified when anything's demonetized. Ever. I, yeah, I don't think anyone does. Oh, wait. Um, I, I got a, a notification saying that my... Uh, Wolfenstein 2 breakdown video was demonetized. And that was the only thing I got notified about. I got notified a bit. When the first uh, wave of demonetization hit, mm. there were 24 videos in total that got hit. Whoa. And I didn't get notified for a single one. Wow. Holy hell. Yep. Yeah, that's how bad it is. <laughs> Yeah, I, no. it's it's weird because I I see, I mean I follow a lot of channels on YouTube, and mm. even some of the bigger ones I can see that they're trying to name their videos differently just to counter this system. Yeah, I've, I've seen one of them trying to censor out swear words to see if that helped. Mm. So, one thing I, I actually did notice hmm? is that. With my face cam video, my first ever face cam vid, yeah. that got demonetized. Huh. But, and I originally had Patreon reward video in the title. And as soon as I deleted that, it was monetized again. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, well, something a little funky there. I can't remember. Maybe you can. But... There, there was something about that you couldn't link. Maybe it's in the description that you, if you linked to third-party part fundraising, that would be demonetized. Or I something. Think uh, I think it was either if you were. I think it was if you weren't a YouTube partner. Ah. Yeah. So, if you hadn't had like a hundred subscribers, they'd be like, Nah, bro, you can't do that. I think that's how it works. I'm pretty sure it was if you weren't a YouTube partner, then you couldn't link to a third-party website. But yeah, there was a whole lot of talking about what this means with Patreon. If you can't link to your Patreon anymore, if you can't talk about Patreon anymore, because that's how Mm. a lot of YouTubers get a lot of income these days. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I, um... I watch uh, a YouTuber called Mr. Matty Plays, and mm-hmm. his channel has been hit hard by demonetization. Like, it, it, like my what's happened with me is nothing compared to his channel. It's just mm. been fucking wrecked. Right. Yeah, like, 
You know, you know that music video with um, Miley Cyrus and the Wrecking Ball. Just imagine the demonetization is the Wrecking Ball, <laughs> and the wall is Mr. Maddie's channel. It's just gone, <laughs> like just smacked his shit up. That that um, was <laughs> that was a good description. I could picture that perfectly. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, um, because of this, you know, he's losing a lot of money, so he's had to. Uh, promo the shit out of this Patreon and mm, a couple right. of separate videos because they've just been demonetizing all of his stuff. Shit. And I'm actually really glad because now he's like, he makes 900 and something a month off Patreon, which I'm actually oh, cool. really happy for him because he makes some great stuff. Nice. Like, him and Yong Ye are where I get my gaming news from. So, <laughs> like, I'm. Like super duper stoked for them. Shout out to but, them. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to them. They're great. Yeah. Um. So I find that a lot of like channels that get like more views get sort of kicked in the ass a lot more as mm. well. Especially yeah. if um I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example where uh, uh someone's been demonetized to the point where they can't uh do YouTube full time. I haven't seen that. Actually, oh wait, no, I can. I can name one. Oh no, uh, really? Yes, I can. That's, that's sad, but I can. Um, there is a channel that I watch on the regular called uh, Lone Vault Wanderer. And hmm. he does con- content similar to Mr. Maddie's stuff. And they're actually friends. They do a podcast together. That's oh. how I found him. And his channel's a lot smaller. He's like 50k subs compared to Mr. Mm. Maddie's who is like 300 something but yeah his shit has been demonetized and demonetized and demonetized and even stuff saying like I need a break has been demonetized you know him talking about how the YouTube system is getting to him and how you know everything's um, like all like he works his ass off on mm. all his videos and they get demonetized and stuff it's getting to him so it's like I need to step away that got demonetized. <laughs> and oh, yeah, apparently he sent a couple of videos that it's gotten that bad to, to a point where I'm struggling to do this part time. So, Shit. yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's not a fun time for us. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens with, with these changes. I mean,. They, of course, they say a lot of stuff like, uh, today's performance improvement update was only possible because of the feedback you gave to the system through the appeals process. All that kind mm. of stuff. So, I mean, at least they're realizing the problem. Yeah. One thing that I will say that does irk me is that um, a lot, because obviously people bitch to... Um, uh, the YouTube creators' uh, Twitter account, like they'll mm. screenshot this shit and be like, "Hey, why is this demonetized?" <laughs> and a lot of the time, um, it's very copy pasted responses. Yeah. Like unless you're huge, like I don't know, like Casey Neistat or Philip Franco, huge, then you don't really get any like, "Oh, hi, so and so, we can sort this out for you." Mm. Um, it's just copy paste. Boom. Hi, what's your problem? DM us yeah. for details. You know. So I mean, I haven't 
I mean, you have you have followed this a lot more closely than I have. Um, <laughs> yeah, for good true. reason. I mean, it it had an impact on your channel, and I don't have enough views to even monetize my videos. Mm. So it's not affecting me in any way. Um, but reading their YouTube statement where they said that the system was made to give more transparency into how each and every video is monetized. Mm. To me, that sounds like that the monetization issue would be there anyway. Now we can just see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I know. I, I really do hope these changes are going to, you know, be good. I mean, I know 30% of things that have been demonetized across YouTube will be monetized again. Mm, yes. But, I don't know, I just, I, I'd like to hope that, you know, things are going to get a bit better, but... Mm. Honestly, who knows? I mean, I know for me personally, and I actually get quite a bit of flack for this <laughs> from some <laughs> people, but I would like to do this full-time someday. You know, if I ever got lucky, I would love to do it. Who wouldn't, honestly? So yeah, like, you know, all the demonetization stuff, um, that affects how much revenue I get, which mm. I found out a couple of days ago that I actually do get revenue, amazingly. <gasps> Amazing. A little bit. But not enough to get paid monthly. Um, <laughs> so, course. like, you know, it's also an incentive to continue, but it's also a hindrance in the fact that when your stuff gets demonetized, you lose that revenue and you earn less and less as time goes by. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I honestly, I really do hope that they fix this shit because they really do need to fix this shit. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, nah, I just... It's honestly a wait-and-see game. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think I think that the problem is that they created YouTube as a service that got way too big for them to handle. It feels that mm. way. Um, because now after the whole PewDiePie thing, they got a lot more focus oh, yeah. from advertisers yeah. and... Hey, what are we? What? Where are our video plays? Maybe we're not okay with this, and that led to the whole apocalypse, so to say. Mm. Yeah, I mean, ah, PewDiePie, god dang you! Yeah, <laughs> god dang it, Felix! You may respect yep. whamming, but you need yep. to calm down. So, I guess that pretty much wraps up this episode. Yeah, pretty much. We've both yep. had our turns ranting about things. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you Thank you so much for listening to our rants. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you listening. Yeah. Like, yeah, just thanks for listening to the tangents. Especially yep. from me, because Lord knows <laughs> I can go on tangents. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. If you got here through a misclick, we hope that it turned out to be a happy little mistake for you. Yeah. And we hope that you agree with our rants in that case. <laughs> <laughs> I am Cosmironic. You can find me on Twitter if you like. Where can we find you, Icewire? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at IceWireWasTaken or on Instagram at Ice underscore Wire. I post dog videos and cat pictures. <gasps> it's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Is, are, are there going to be selfies now too? I, I um fuck I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but not like overwhelming. There'll still no, no, be no. a shit ton of dog pictures because come on, my dogs are way too cute. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Mm. And that is the two of us. We have been the the misclick slash Sealand podcast, and you are a great listener. Thanks for now. Goodbye. See ya.